0: All right, so you're walking through the desert, and you're dying of thirst. You ran out of water. You ran out of water yesterday, and you were just, oh, so thirsty. And as you're walking, you see this hand pump, old-style hand pump, sitting in the middle of of the desert. And beside it is a bottle of water. It looks kind of funky. might have been sitting in there for, for a long while. What do you do? Do you drink the water, or do you... Pour it down the well. We'll be talking about that this week on episode number 92 of the Relaxed (music) Mail. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax mail. All right, guys. Got a, a, a interesting show for you today. But before we actually get started, I wanted to go ahead and just thank all you new folks who have come in and started listening to the show. If this is your first time, I appreciate you taking the time to actually stop and, and put me in, in your ears and let me speak sweet, sweet, uh, bits of knowledge <laughs> into your mind. And I hope that, uh, this show actually, uh, fulfills a, a portion of what you're actually after. Uh, this show is a show to help take the nice guy in uh, in our lives and transform him into a man who actually and lived life on his terms. So as we're we go through the the episode today, maybe this episode will actually help you to be able to to start taking action in your life and find things as, as in where you're actually able to to make lasting change. So. As it started the show off, I talked about you walking through the desert. You hadn't had anything to drink in a, in a full twenty four hours, and you come across this old hand pump. Beside the hand pump is a is an old bottle, and in that bottle's got some funky looking water in it. But it's water; it just doesn't. It's not going to taste good or anything like that. But there's water in it. You have to, a choice. You can either consume the bottle, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I have nothing." I'm going to die if I don't drink right now, but you're going to have this hot, nasty, you've been sitting in the sun for days, months, even, even uh, years. And you can either drink that water and take a chance, or you can take that water and you can pour it down the well. Now, why would you want to even think of pouring some nasty old water down a well? Well, it helps to understand how well, how those hand pump old style hand pumps were made. Uh, besides you take the handle and as you work the handle, when you're lifting it up, it's actually pushing a sucker rod down. And depending on how old that, that pump is, they, that pump probably has a set of either baffles or check valves that are kept in place and regulated by pieces of leather. And if you're, if you're working that, that pump and with dry leather, the leather has, when it gets dry, it shrinks up. And so as you shrink, as it shrinks up, it's not able to form, provide a good seal. So you can pump all day long and you're not going to draw any weather, weather, (laughs) any water up the well. So what happens when you take that water and pour it down the well, you're actually doing something called priming the pump. And when you prime that pump up, now you can actually start pumping and that as the leather gets wet, it re expands. It's going to per- do the job that it was meant to do. And so it'll actually start working like it's supposed to. And as you pump, it'll actually start to draw water up out of the, out of the well and up the pipe and out it'll come. So you've got a choice. You can either A, take the time to Do the hard work first. You can take it and you can, it's a big, it's a bit of a sacrifice because, you you know, honestly, you don't know. Maybe if you pour the water down the well, maybe that uh, that pump's broken and so you're going to pump. Now, the other problem that you're going to have and one of the reasons why it's important because once you've done the sacrificial work of pouring that water down the well and you started priming the pump, you don't know how deep that well is. That well could be just 10 foot deep. It may be 200 feet deep. You honestly don't know, but all you, all you can do is you can sit there and you got to start pumping. Now, if you ever played with one of these pumps, you know, when it actually starts to catch suction. Cause boy, you have no, no resistance. You're just clank, 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 clank. You're just clanking that thing back and forth and it's making all sorts of noises. And you're like going crud, this thing is not working. And then all of a sudden you're going to feel, and it's going to get kind of heavy and there's going to be a bit of resistance, and you know, ha-ha, we've caught. And now it's the job of you actually taking the time to pump that well water up from no matter how, no matter telling how deep it is up to the top to where you can get a drink. So you may sit there and pump, and yet sometimes it'll take 10, maybe even 15 minutes to you pumping if it's a really, really deep well, but you sit there and you get to pump, and you pump, and you pump, and you work that handle, and you keep going, and eventually – comes forth out of the spout some of the coldest cleanest most incredible water you've ever had and that's water that you can drink and drink and drink and drink and drink until you are full and you have thoroughly satiated that that thirst life believe it or not is like that you can you a lot of times, especially these days, I seem to notice so many guys who are who are wanting to get that water instantly. They want to drink the they want to drink the bottle of nasty water. It it, it serves the purpose. It kind of gets rid of the dust out of your throat, but it's not very good. It's not very. Very sustaining either, because you've only got this, you know, it may be a bucket or, or you know, it might be a gallon jug of water, but still it's, you've only got just this l- very limited amount of water. And people, especially with people with, with scarcity mindsets, this is a pure, a perfect example of someone if with, has a choice, if they've got a scarcity mindset, they're going to think, oh my God, I'm going to die I can't get the well to work. The well's not working. I don't have time to sit here and I'm going to die. So I'm going to drink the water and they drink the water. Well, they've now shot themselves in the proverbial foot. They've also gone off and have doomed anybody else who comes by because they're not going to have the, they're not going to have a jug of water to be able to prime the pump with. So you, so you want to take a person with scarcity mindsets. They're not going to want to, Take that water, and they're going to see us dumping it down the well as a waste. It's like, oh my god, we could be drinking that. Yeah, it's nasty, it's horrible taste in water, but still, we could be drinking that. That could save our lives, without ever seeing the results of what happens of with and the return on investment of taking that water and dumping it down the well. So you can wet the leather, get that weather good uh, weather. I can't talk today. Get the leather good and wet. And before you know it, you've taken the time to treat that leather and to take care of it and to get it get it loosened up and and pliable again. It will actually pay pay you back beyond what you uh, your original investment of that one gallon is. And so. That's when it comes to like work. So many people, they come in and they start working and they do stuff and they're working, they're working, they're working, and they're only there for maybe a year or so. And they're going, Well, this is stupid. I'm not ever going to get, uh, never going to raise, get higher up on the, on the ladder. It's, it's a dead end street. It's never going to happen, you know, and they always, they'll tell themselves this, this isn't happening. Well, yeah, that first year you can start applying. Start wetting your leather for the for the job. You can start taking that time of taking uh, efforts into making sure that you get stuff done. If you're just showing up to collect a paycheck, you're there to do your one thing, the thing you know you were supposed to do. You set and you stop. You stop at at five o'clock, and it's time. Well, you probably stop at four forty-five. Going all right. Well, I need to start getting myself ready to go home. You're going to. You're not wetting that leather. You're not priming that pump for your ability to carry on, uh, further down the road. You're not going to get nearly what you put into it. You have to put Zig Ziglar said it best. You have to put stuff in before you can get stuff out. So if you want a a great return, you have to put yourself into it. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It can suck. Yeah. It can be a pain in the ass from time to time. But you have a choice. you can either do prime that pump and work and no not have any idea how deep that well is. You may have to work for for five years before all of a sudden whoever a uh, higher up manager says, "All right, he's had enough, and he wants to go you know walk hike hitchhike across Europe. And so he but he decides to leave, and there's a position open that opens up for you. You don't know what what's ahead. You we're terrible prognosticators, and so many people want to say it doesn't work. It's a, these menial tasks; they're such a pain in the butt. Instead of actually taking that menial task and looking at and taking it by the horns and going, you know what, I'm going to work on this menial task. This, You know, a lot of times some guys have actually gone as far as calling it bitch work. And instead of sitting there going, yeah, this is just this is crap. I'm not ever going to get anything from this. Instead of doing that, if they were to have gone far enough and actually applied themselves and taken that quote unquote bitch work and. Turned it and applied it as if it was the most important part of this, of this company. If this j- didn't get done, the whole company would fall down. Your results in putting that much of yourself into that job would come back tenfold. You're putting something in, you're putting yourself in, you're putting your effort, a lot of your effort into the, uh, into that job. And so you're going to get a lot more of a return. If you're just drinking straight from the jug, you're just gonna eh, okay. You're gonna half-ass the job, and then you're not gonna. No one's gonna really notice the job. But if you take that that menial job, maybe it's stuffing envelopes. Maybe you have to help the the mail department. I've done that before, where you had to sit in uh, with the mail department and sit there and count out forms uh, that they've ordered, and fold them up, stuff them in the envelope, and stick it in there. And you're just doing that repeatedly. trifolding folding and then putting it in, in an envelope and, and putting it in a, in a mailbox or in a mail tray and just doing that all day for a week. And at that time, I really didn't have the best mindset about it. I was just like, oh, God, this is so freaking stupid. I don't know why they've got machines for this and I know they had machines for it because I actually sat around and watched them use it. There's, there's, they had a machine that took up half a freaking room. They would put a stack of, 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 uh, of forms and, uh, and newsletters and things like that onto this. And I worked, and this was back when I worked over for the uh, American quarter horse association and they had this big old machine and it worked off in of pneumatics because it would create a little suction to lift up a, you know, a sheet of paper and so it would lift everything up, and it would slide into an area, and it would real in the blink of an eye would sit there and fold everything up into just the right size to fit an envelope, and then the envelope would be a stack of envelopes would be on one end, and it would lift up the side, and there'd be this little carrier that would shove the paper in, and then it would uh, let the uh, the little suction cups would let the top of the envelope go, and there'd be a little kick ba- a little bar that kick out the the envelope off to the side and it would catch up by something else and it would run under a, a, a wet sponge type of thing and then it would seal it. So it would do everything all at once. And I'm sitting here over on in the corner hand folding stuff. <sighs> Count two, three, four, five, six. Oh, God. This is so stupid. Oh, oh, there's 300. All right, let's just count it out. And, you know, and you wouldn't actually give them 300. You may give them, you know, 325 forms or whatever it was that they were needing. And it can be such. I mean, you can look at it in two different ways. You can look at it as, "Hey, I am helping the, this company get stronger, increase its base," or I can, you know, have the thought of, "This is crap." And this is, this is so boring. There's nothing for me. This is a dead end job. And you can think of that as a dead end job, or you can think of it as this is step one of a 30 step job. Step one is you're in the mail room. You're going to be stuffing envelopes for God knows how long until you become the director of, of the mail department. From the director of the mail department, you may become director of something else and go from there. And maybe you decide, Hey, I want to try the sales side. And so you may migrate over to the sales and you can move around. And if you put 100% of yourself in there, you pour that yourself down that well. You're going to get something in return eventually. But sometimes, you know, you don't. We we get real close. that We feel that water getting real close. But you know what? We're just so damn tired. Oh, golly. Why do I have to keep doing this? This is so... Uh, okay, never mind. I'm going to go die. And you don't know. Maybe that water was just, you know, four inches from the lip. It was just one more pump and out it would splash. There's a great story called... Uh, acres of diamonds and it's about uh this farmer who i think lived in africa somewhere in africa south africa or something like that and he started hearing that uh that there was a lot large deposit of diamonds being found like in the town next over and he had this little farm and he was just out there just kind of Doing stuff, trying to barely make ends meet, and he was just kind of uh and he saw the chance to make make millions of dollars in in diamonds and so he sold his uh his farm to this other guy and he takes off and goes to, uh over and he searches and searches and mines and mines and mines and mines, and, mines and, finds and finds nothing ends up homeless, loses everything and the farmer that the guy who bought the farm from him one day was walking through walking around his property. And he noticed down inside of a little creek bed, a diamond. And this was not just a little diamond. This was one of the larger diamonds that he'd ever seen in his life. And he saw this diamond and come to find out he was sitting on one of the largest diamond deposits uh, in that whole area. And, that's what happens so many times is people will work themselves to the bone and all, all of a sudden they'll say, Hey, wait a minute. There's something even better over on the other side. And so they run off and they go to go to take over that, that other area and didn't realize that they're, they were just about to strike the mother load. They were fixing to hit the richest vein of, of what they were wanting to do, but they gave up before they ended up Making it, and a lot of times we give up the job, we give up um, our our careers, we give up our on our on our marriages right before things get better, and that's uh, sadly that's way life is. You hear a lot of people talk when they're doing if they're in the business of their own, they're struggling trying to get stuff going, and they just getting strong. They're just you know they're just pounding their running their head into into a brick wall and just not getting anywhere. And it's just, it gets so aggravating and they're just desperate and they're, ah, you know, I got it. I'm going to have to give up if this doesn't break. And you know, that tension gets so great. And, and, and the emotions are in the, in the, the alienation and the loneliness and everything else seems to just go. And you're just, life seems to be pouring on you all of a sudden crack. Something breaks and then you get to the other side and all of a sudden you have all that you were wanting to have. That could be, you know, the, the life that you were, were intending to have with your wife, the, the relationship that you wanted with your wife, the, the clients start actually noticing you and start coming in. That all happens because we are willing to keep putting on the work and not just turning around and decide never mind it's not worth it and and turning around and, wa- and leaving and this whole premise of priming the pump works not only for work but it works for marriages it works for your kids you're going to you won't ever realize it until your kids are in their in their their older in their early uh, adulthood and they're going to you're One day you're going to hear them seeing something that you've been telling them for for years, and they're going to be uh, stating it like it's something that they've been talking about for their whole life. And and essentially they have. It's just that they've been hurt. They've been hearing it from you over and over and over. You've got to make sure that you have a thousand dollars in the bank. You you've got to make sure that you have a job before you quit your uh, a new job to replace the one you quit. You know whatever it is you have. And if they're talking to another friend, they're going to start saying those words that you. They're going to start using your words to their friends. Those we often worry that our kids aren't listening to us, but they are. And we have to keep doing the work. You have those standards and you have those beliefs and you have those thoughts and those are all there help ready to help you become the, become the, the success that you think is, is due for marriage. Again, you may think that your marriage is failing. Your marriage is starting to fall apart. Well, that might be the case, but if you're willing to put in the effort and put in the work, there's a chance you can always turn that big old boat around and you can start saving your marriage. You can actually, especially if you start applying those four different pillars of relaxed male, which are working on your body, your mind, your soul, and your community, you get those guys really going. You're adding, essentially adding four extra rudders to that big old Titanic yacht uh, boat of yours. And you're able to get that marriage turned around and you can start living that, that marital life where you're having a deeper connection. You're having a, a better uh, relationship with your wife. Those are possibilities. Just because y'all don't talk to each other every single day, doesn't mean that she doesn't love you. The same as you not talking to her every day, doesn't mean you don't love her. It's nice to hear those from time to time, but when you are out to help the other person become more successful, when you're out to help them become, you're willing to do the work on yourself so that they will see that your work is paying off your marriage will become better and it will become stronger. And it's all because you're willing to stick it out and work on that, uh, work on that problem, work on those issues and work that pump until that water finally comes splashing out of the, uh, out of the end. So guys with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. I thank you for listening. If you are again, a first time listener, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Yeah. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so by going to relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe or whatever pod, uh, whatever podcast you're listening to podcasting app, uh, Apple on the Apple uh, podcast, you can actually click the down arrow or, or actually click follow and then click the down arrow. And that actually does you a big favor in that it'll actually download the episode to your, to your phone. So if you're end up going through a big patch of of no, no cell signal of of, a big old dead zone. Say you're driving through anywhere in New Mexico. (laughs) Sorry guys in New Mexico, y'all don't have any cell signal. I don't know how y'all, how y'all survive out there. But anyhow, you say you're out in the middle of New Mexico and you're listening to the relaxed mail and all of a sudden I'm in mid sentence and nothing. Why? Because I, you don't have any signal. They didn't buffer enough. And so you're, you have to wait until you find another town and it might have a good sell and good enough sell signal that you're able to pick up the rest of the, uh, of the episode. But if you download the episode, you know what, you can just go through those dead dead zones with no problem because it's already been preloaded onto your phone. And once you get finished listening, it deletes itself automatically. It's a great, great thing. If you're also on, on Apple podcast, be doing me a big solid if you were actually to leave a rating and review. Let people know what you think of the show, what you think, what uh, what you think about the topics being discussed. That gives other people the information they need to decide whether they're going to be able to. They would like to listen to it. Also, this doesn't help me so much in ratings or in the in the charts or anything like that. Some people have that misconception. But it does give me social credit and uh, and helps them to be able to find uh, the show and determine whether it's worthy of their time or not. Anybody else who's got uh, an Android phone or doesn't listen to Apple Podcasts, that's great. You can also go to uh, relaxmail.com forward slash pod chaser and be able to leave a rating review there. That helps out tremendously. But big ass that I want to do is share this podcast episode out, share it with your friends, your family on your, uh, on your networks, social networks, uh, whether you're on Twitter or D buzz or, uh, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, parlor, getter, whatever, just share this out. Let people know that, Hey, there is this show out here called relax mail and man, I think y'all need to listen to it. If you got a friend who you think this will really apply to go ahead and send a link to the episode over to their, uh, through their, their, through the text message, because it'll let them know that you're thinking of them. no, know why you think is like, dude, I, I, you know, we were talking about that, uh, this very problem last night. Here's another guy who's saying some stuff that might help you out. Give them, give them the information, let them know, let them listen, And that will actually help our numbers grow, help us become a a bigger group. So share this out. Tell everybody you can about Relax Mal because this is thing, this show, uh, this business, I want it to turn into a, a movement that draws men from all around going, yes, there is a place for where I can get rid of this nice guy. I can take him. We can send him off, send him out into the wilderness and not have to worry about him ever again because he's going to come back as a man who t- who wants to live life on his terms. So guys, with that, I thank you again. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, bye.